Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hey, welcome to the Course Wizards. This is Christopher Maselli and Amit Aurora. We're here to talk to you about how you can teach anything online, aren't we, Amit? Yes, sir, we are. <laughs> what are we teaching our listeners today? Today, we are going to talk about email series, particularly what we call the indoctrination email series. So, there's you can actually have several different kinds of email series. For instance, if people fall off your email list, you might have a re-engagement series. If you want people to purchase something, you might have an just what you call an engagement series. And then, if you want to introduce yourself to your list, when someone first signs up, you want to send them what's called an indoctrination series, which sounds funny. It sounds like a, some cultish thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like someone's joining a sorority or a fraternity or something. <laughs> <laughs> but what it means is you're basically introducing yourself to them. You're indoctrinating them to what they're going to be able to expect from you, right? So it's just yep. kind of a way to say hello, deliver what you promised to deliver, and then move on. And you're not really asking for anything from them in this series. Um, the whole idea is that you want to deliver value and be start a relationship. And, and that's important because these people need to get to know, like, and trust you before they can do business with you. And email remains the number one platform that people check a lot. I have deleted the Facebook app from my phone, but guess what? I still have Gmail and Outlook on my phone and I check them like a maniac. Yeah. And people go through their email like a to-do list. You know, they will open every email often, whereas if you just post something on social media, they may never see it, right? And so email is definitely something that they're going to be checking out, especially if they just give you their email address because they responded to a lead magnet where you said something like, hey, I'll give you a free PDF or a free ebook or something else. They're going to expect an email from you at that point right right so what what is this indoctrination like what exactly are we talking here so generally it's a series of uh, i like to say two to three emails where you introduce yourself and each one it doesn't have to be long um uh, so here's here's how i do mine let me just step you through my indoctrination email series, and you'll get an idea of how you can create yours. How does that sound? That sounds like a plan. All right. So the first thing I do is when someone sends me their email, it's almost always in response to a lead magnet. Like I said, like a PDF or something that they could download or something. So in the first email I send them, I say, hey, thanks for so much for signing up. And then I provide them with another link to that lead magnet. So even if I gave the lead magnet away on the page where they signed up, I still include the link again here. And I do that because first of all, it delivers value. Second of all, it stops a whole lot of support requests from coming in from people just saying, hey, where do I get that link, right? They get it right here. And then I'll say, Expect an email from me soon where uh, we can get to know each other a little better. And that's all I put in the first email. It's basically the link. The second, the second email is more of an introduction to who I am. So I will say, hey, so glad that we've connected. Um, here's who I am. I'll tell them a little bit about myself. I'll tell them um, uh, what I'm excited about us doing together through these uh, coming emails or through the products that we've got, that sort of thing. Just a mm -hmm. very friendly 
and quite often informal way of introducing myself to them. So again, I'll tell them a little bit about myself. I might weave in my qualifications, but I'll also tell them about the place where I live and how many kids I have and that sort of thing, just to keep things light. It's just an introduction. And then I will uh, let them know, hey, another email is coming where I'll show you exactly what you can expect from me. Okay. So again, another short email. And by the way, I send these just one day apart each. Okay. So right, because I, my feeling is if they've signed up for an, for something from me, they're excited about our relationship right then. So I might as well send them emails in a row right then while I know they're excited about the relationship before it starts to look like spam or something. Cause I don't want that. Yep. So then in the third email, it's simply a what to expect. Hey, so glad we've connected. We've gotten to know each other a little bit now. Um, uh, here's what you can expect from future emails. I'll send you tips and tricks, or I'll send you special deals, or I'll send you whatever you're going to send so that they can know that when they receive something from you, it's worth opening. That's what you want to get across in that. And then, uh, then I might also have a teaser to something else that's coming. I always like to end my emails with a PS that's a teaser to the next email because I want them to be expecting that next email that's coming. Sometimes I'll even say, hey, look for my next email. It's going to have the subject line X, you know, whatever that is, just so that they'll be looking for that subject line because you'll find out your engagement rates will really go up if you do that. And that's basically the gist of an indoctrination series. It's just a way to introduce yourself. It's a way to provide value. Do not sell anything in the indoctrination series. Just let them get to know you. Uh, and yeah. uh, there was an interesting fact you said there about getting your open rates up is to mention what's coming. I, I think that also plays into having that open loop where they are their brain is kind of going to look forward to the next email. I mean, let's be honest, we're getting bombarded with so many emails. They're probably not waiting uh, eagerly sitting there in the <laughs> living room for your next email right. to come through. Right. But when it does come through, they're going to connect the dots and be like, okay, Chris had mentioned that this is the email that it's coming and now it's here. Yeah, and you'll find that usually if someone signs up for your email list, there's always a benefit of the doubt that they'll give you. They they usually want to read a few emails from you before they'll decide if they want to unsubscribe, right? So that's why you want to build that relationship. And you know, something I'm currently experimenting with, and it's been going really well so far, is I've been sending video emails instead of just text emails. And, and I do actually do both. So if you sign up for my email list at writingmomentum.com, if you want to see an example of how this works, you'll receive an email from me where I will have a video at the top and then I'll have a written, my written email underneath that so that you can use either one. You can read the email and close it or you can click through and watch my video where I welcome you into uh, our relationship together over email. And I found it quite effective. Some people really like having that video and it's so different from what they normally have in their email box that it resonates with them. And I particularly like that with online courses because most online courses are video, right? And so it really sets up a nice um, almost like a cadence. Yes, a cadence with it, right? That just it's it's in sync with what you're doing. So that's basically what an indoctrination series is. Yeah, and I when I first started out and I heard about Teachable, uh, they had a really great blog post on. I think it was called the Ultimate Guide to Launching Your Online Course. Mm -hmm. And in that, they have this email series called the Crazy Eight Email Launch Formula or something. 
Uh, let's see if I can pull it up. Okay, it's called the Crazy Eight Launch Strategy. So if mm. our listeners just Google that, and what that does is kind of walks people through each and every email and shows them what's in that email. Now this is after the indoctrination, after yeah. your uh, users, your students, your potential students have gotten to know you. Now you want to put them into, and all of this can be done through automations in your email marketing tool. Uh, depending on which tool you're using, uh, if you're using Mailchimp, it might be a little harder, but they do have automations as well. Yeah, all, almost any email series should allow you, or any email provider should allow you to do automations, so you don't have to actually touch this stuff after you've created it the first time. Exactly, and to kind of give you some preface to our listeners, you know, help them make sense of this, how it works is someone signs up for a lead magnet, like Chris said, that lead magnet could be a cheat sheet, a PDF, a calculator, whatever it may be. They wanted it, they signed up for it, you have their email. As soon as they sign up for it, do not take them to the thank you page and give them what they asked for. Right. Instead, show them on the thank you page some call to actions like, hey, here's the blog post you should read or something else and send that download in the email because they could be using fake uh, emails or disposable emails to get this free pdf and now you will never be able to contact them again yeah plus it'll automatically get them in the habit of opening emails from you right you you want people to be in the habit and i like to say sometimes emails will come every friday or i usually send out emails on friday when i tell them what to expect just to get people in the habit of knowing that's the day they're going to get something from me so how would you program that on the back end do you you have to tell the system that only send this email out on a Friday if let's say your user signs up for this freebie on a Tuesday. Well, so so for the indoctrination series, I will send out immediately because I want them to hear from me immediately these three emails. But after that, once they jump into other email series, you know, like an engagement series where I want to tell them about a new course or if I've just got a regular newsletter that goes out, I try to send those out on a particular day of the week, like a Friday. Yeah, and as we mentioned, uh, your email marketing tool should be capable of handling this if it is not then look for one that does there's That's tons right. out there active campaign we have convert kit uh there's obviously new zendler has its own built-in email marketing so there's a lot of tools out there campaign monitor is another one uh send sendy i think sendy is one which is a little technical to set up uh you can youtube how all of these works i'm sure there's tons of videos absolutely to do that Absolutely. But get yourself a good provider, whatever you do. Exactly. And when we mention good provider, it means that they have good deliverability rates. Yes. If you have an email provider that allows affiliate marketing, most of them don't. But let's say you're promoting products through ClickBank. Uh, what's going to happen is your email marketing provider itself is going to have crappy deliverability rates, which is going to affect your open rates for your emails because they will just end up going to spam. Now, most email marketing tools also have a spam checker mm -hmm. where it's going to look for certain keywords that you mention in your email. And if you do, most of these uh, service providers automatically move your emails to spam. So make sure you check that. One other thing to note, uh, this was a great tip from someone, uh, was send your email, uh, if your email service provider allows you to do that, is send your email only to the first, the top 10% of your engaged population. Let's say you have a 10,000 person email list, out of which your 1,000 people are 
the most are the ones that open your emails the most and how you would uh, segment this in your email service provider is you would create a list and you'd put a criteria in there create a list of people who have opened every campaign of mine right yes. so then you in your automation you first send these emails to those people and then an hour later you send it to everyone else because now what's going to happen is the service providers and when i say service providers i mean services like gmail yahoo outlook look at your open rates and they if gmail sees that a lot of people are opening this email coming from the sender they're going to automatically the remaining 9000 emails will have a better chance of getting opened and they might even move them to the primary inbox versus promotions that's right that's right great point and more than anything if if all this is starting to sound like you know, oh, wow, there's so much Rocket to think science. about, right? <laughs> All you have to do is just make sure you go with an email provider that's well-known, right? Go with a MailChimp or a MailerLite or an active campaign, something that you've probably heard of before and uh, or something that has people that your friends recommend or or, uh, or that we might recommend on here. We try to recommend only the good ones, uh, and then you know you'll be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one Tip. There are a couple of tips I want to mention here, Chris, sure. and uh, then we it. can wrap it up. One is, how the heck do I come up with content? What do I want to write in my... I don't know what to write. I just want to sell my courses. But you, no one's going to buy from you if they don't get to know, like, and trust you through these email conversations. Yes. So first, keep the emails conversational where you're talking to one person and one person only. Don't make it sound like you're talking to a general population because if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. That's right. Then what I do, or what I like to do is I like to find people in my niche and I like to sign up for their newsletters. And then I create rules in my Gmail inbox that whenever an email comes from Amy Porterfield or Russell Brunson, automatically forward them to or automatically move them to their own uh, folder. That way it's not cluttering my inbox. Yes. And now when I want inspiration or blatantly copy their emails, <laughs> I just go to that folder. I have like 300 emails sent by Amy Porterfield. I have 200 emails by Russell Brunson. I can just browse through those emails Look at which subject line speaks to me the most. Open that subject line. Look at the content. Try to model my emails like theirs. And now I have a brand new email written for my audience who probably doesn't have any overlap with these people. And to them, it's going to be a brand new email. That's right. So the, the idea is, of course, you don't want to plagiarize what the other person is saying, but you can use what they have as a template for what you want to write. You know, it's not it's not like there's a whole lot new under the sun when it comes to email topics and that sort of thing. So you could just find something, rewrite it in your own words, and you're good to go. Ogilvy, Ogilvy, I think that I forget his last name, Matthew Ogilvy or Ogilvy Matthew, I forget. He is, he had the saying that, if your email is a dollar, right? Every email costs you a dollar, 80 cents should be spent on the headline. So mm. that's your subject. Uh, make sure your subject is relatable and clickbaity enough. I hate clickbaity things, but the subject should garner enough curiosity for them to open your email. If the subject is lackluster, no one is going to open your email and then your open rates are going to tank, which means Gmail, Yahoo, Outlook, AOL are going to know that you're not a good sender. So all your email will then start going to spam or promotions or other. So it's a domino effect. Yeah. Make sure you have a kick-ass subject line. 
That's right. And and it, I think the key word you said there was uh, it needs to spark curiosity. It needs to the whole purpose of the subject line is to get them to open the email. Right. It's, mm-hmm. an, it's not to be, you know, flashy or anything like that. You don't want to have the word free and big capital capital letters because that'll get that'll go to spam. What you want to do is just have it good enough to spark curiosity to get them to open it. And then your email should take it from there. I have noticed that. One email that usually gets a good open rate, but don't abuse it, is if you just put RE or FWD, like it's a forwarded Uh or an email being sent by someone else. And then just think of writing emails like you're writing to a friend. Don't put all capital letters. Don't do the, I don't know what that casing is called, a lowercase, uppercase, but like every other word has the uppercase uh, first letter. That's an internet marketing thing. Yes. Don't do that with every email. And make sure you're writing like normal font size, you know, like default font, whether it's Arial or Verdana or whatever, Times New Roman. But don't get all crazy with fonts and colors. Keep it simple. That's right. And it needs to, like, like Amit just said, it needs to be like it's written to a friend. And I think you'll find the open rates will be a lot better. Yeah. And then finally, if you need more inspiration, check out Swiped. Dot co it's s w i p e d dot c o and there you can find uh, emails different emails from different people even facebook ad examples it's a free resource it's a great one uh, definitely check that out yeah we'll put that in the show notes too with that chris you know what time it is yeah, i know what time it is it's time for what are we digging I have installed a, f- a Chrome extension called Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N, and uh, I'm really liking it. So far, I think I installed this like three or four months ago. I have received $44 in cash back, and how it works is any website you go to that has a shopping cart, Rakuten automatically looks for it, it activates it, and then you basically get cash back. I don't know how it just magically happens. Very nice. <laughs> Make a little money on your shopping. <laughs> the more you shop, the more you save. <laughs> exactly. Again, I have no clue how it happens, but it just works. And then money shows up in your PayPal account. Yes. Very good. Very good. Well, I am digging a, a similar type of extension for Chrome that's called Honey. And this, I believe they were recently purchased by PayPal. But what they do is they will look at your Amazon purchase or whatever you're, wherever you go. If you go to buy some pizza at Papa John's, it'll show you the latest coupons available so that you can save the most. But also on what I love about it is on Amazon, it'll show you the price over time of any particular product. So you can see if, if you're paying a good price or if you need to wait until it drops in price. And then if you want it to drop in price, you can go ahead and sign up for an alert whenever the price drops. And I just had this happen this past week. I put a product that had, I, I said, email me whenever it drops at least 20%. And sure enough, I get an email the moment it did, and I was able to purchase it for 20% less just by waiting a few days. So definitely worth wow. it. It's called Honey. So Honey and Rakuten. And they have a Chrome extension? Uh, they have a Chrome extension also, yes. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to check yeah, that out. So you can get, you said alerts for pretty much anything you want? Pretty much anything. Uh, certainly on Amazon, it's auto- automatically built in, but then they'll send you coupons to other places. They give you uh, discounts, all kinds of stuff. And, and I think it'll work in conjunction with Rakuten too. Okay. And I want to give our listeners a chance to earn some free money. Well, 
we only recommend things that also uh, we have been using. So speaking of Rakuten, if you go to bit.ly, so bit.ly forward slash Amit Rakuten, all one word, all lowercase, your, our listeners will start off with a $10 balance in their Rakuten account. And it's an affiliate link. So I also get a kickback if you do that. But you don't have to. You can go straight to Rakuten. Very cool. Check that out. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate the feedback we've been giving and the, how excited everyone is about learning about building your own online courses. If you do like this podcast, please leave a review. And uh, that helps other people find it too. And with that... We will see you in the next episode. Keep rocking and keep creating those courses. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.